hello and welcome back to Best Friend Stuff. In case you can't tell by the title, today we are talking about faith and fellowship, which are both two very vital aspects of our life as Christians or just human beings. But these two things are intertwined, which some people may notice and others may not. And so I have six points that I'm going to go over about faith and fellowship, why they're important, with biblical scripture or just quotes by great Christian people that support these claims. And just to start things off, we're going to start off with faith and we're going to transition in to fellowship. So my first point is how faith starts when we are found faithful. And to put that in other words, it's trusting fully in things we can't explicitly prove. And a very great example of this is a quote by Charles Stanley. Oftentimes God demonstrates his faithfulness and adversity by providing for us what we need to survive. He does not change our painful circumstances. He sustains us through them. And that may not look like it's directly connected to faith. But the thing is, our faith is believing in things we cannot see. We can't see God, but we can see the works he provides in our everyday life. And then there's another great quote by Martin Luther which goes great with it, where faith is a living and unshakable confidence, a belief in God so assured that a man would die a thousand deaths for its sake. Then we have biblical scripture that backs up faith. Who, John 11 verse 25, Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall... I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And that's not the only biblical evidence of that. Like even in Hebrews, which is one of my favorite books because I love the gospels in the Bible. They have great biblical evidence of ways we are called to live as Christians. And in Hebrews 11 verse 1 through 3, it says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is not seen was made out of things that are visible. The second point, which is going to be a lot heavier, a lot deeper, is in an age where we trust the internet, social media, technology, our community, the news, worldly resources, more than we trust in God, we want to know the facts. We don't like going into situations where we don't know what's going to happen. A great example of this, not even biblical, not even a quote, just a worldly example, is if you're in high school or if you're in college or if you're a doctor, you can see it in different aspects of your life. If you're in high school or college, that thing where we want to know what's happening. If we know one of our classmates already had that class earlier in the day, we go out and we ask, hey, what do you talk about in class today? Hey, do we take notes today? Is today's class hard? Is today's class easy? Because we mentally want to be prepared for what we're about to step into. Say you're a doctor. 
you want to know what surgery you're doing before you step in the operating room because you want to be prepared for what's going to happen. But a part of faith is not being able to know what is going to happen at all times. However, we can have this preparation biblically. We can use the Bible to show us how we're called to act as Christians. And even though there's not going to be specific answers to each situation, we are given biblical examples of how to live as Christians, which can we can then use, just like I was talking about last episode, as guidelines through our life. And you may be wondering, Ryland, how is faith an aspect of best friend stuff, our relationship with God? And it's because faith intertwines with fellowship. And just off of that second point, we even have it backed up in John chapter 20, verse 29 where it says, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And the thing is, just like what I was just saying about, we can't plan it because God is the plan. That is the third point of this. We cannot plan it because God is the plan. And the thing is, if we stay in our faith, we will be found. But at the same time, as Christians with fellowship, we're called to go out and walk with others. Because faith is a thing we wake up with and we can give it away. We be a light to the world, just like we talked about last episode. And without faith, we cannot live because our life may be connected to where we should be, not where we want to be. It goes straight back to the worldly topic we have of what does your heart want and what does your mind want, how it's two different things. Personally, as a teenager, there's a trend on TikTok right now, which it's getting a little bit older, where it's people showing what my heart wants, what my head wants, and they're showing the two flip sides of what goes through their head, which... Yes, it's not characteristic of the type of things you may see put on TikTok, but I just saw it as a really good moment to step back and be like, whoa, this kind of relates to Christianity. Because there's things that we're going to want to do with our life that isn't a part of God's plan. I don't know about y'all, but I'm an athlete, and I know some of y'all listening are going to be athletes or were athletes at some point. And there's always that younger kid's thought as a little boy where when I grow up, I want to be a professional soccer player. When I grow up, I want to play in the NFL. When I grow up, I want to play in the NBA. When I grow up, I want to be a DJ. There's all these thoughts we have in our mind from a young age on when I grow up, I want to do this. But the thing is, we don't decide it. God does. And we don't have to change to find our people. Through faith in God, they will appear. Just like I talked about for my personal testimony Your right people to surround yourself with will be found through your faith. And that'll be a topic we get in later about our audience and approval and view of other people. That's a point for a different time. But through our faith in God, we can then find this fellowship and create these relationships with people. So to go back to the points, got a little sidetracked off of how we can't plan it because God is the plan how and how God has the plan for us. In Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 11 through 13, it states, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. 
You will seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places. That right there, another perfect example of how biblically all these pieces, all these nuggets of wisdom are just there. If you go to the Word and you look, it's there. It's right for us to see. And now that we've gone into a little bit about what faith is and how it's the belief in things we can't see, it's following God, it's believing in Him, even though we've never seen Him, we've just heard the stories of Him. How we're in a modern age where we often trust Google more than we trust God, causing us to struggle believing in things we cannot see and the struggle in letting God's plan be the guide for our life through our while we have faith in it and believe in Him rather than us controlling what happens with our life. There is still the belief of free will where we will do things, we will sin, we will do things that completely disappoints God, where we're doing shameful things, we're being wrong, we're wronging Him in what we do. But at the same time, Ultimately, God has a layout of where we're going to be and where we're going to go in our life. And we need to use our faith to make the best out of those opportunities. Use our belief in God to strengthen it. And then this faith is directly intertwined with fellowship. And just a little bit of just history deep dive. Fellowship is derived from the Greek word koinonia. And this word means to hold something in common, which this leads into the fourth point about how our fellowship produces a mutual cooperation in God's worship, work, and will being done on earth. And I don't know about your points in life, but in the Presbyterian church, we, we do something called catechisms. And catechisms are basic statements of our faith. And then other churches also have those pieces of faith they use. And one of them is the Lord's Prayer. People say it before sporting events. I say it before every football game and every soccer game with my team. And it's our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we have been trespassed. As for those who have trespassed against us. And then it's not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. And so that verse is just a basic statement of our faith and our belief in God. But then there's also the other prayers that talks about His will being done on earth. Just like in the prayers that we're taught from a young age or taught growing up in church. And once again, this is backed up in Scripture. Philippians 2 verse 1 through 2. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy... Complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility. Count others more significant than yourself. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. This is a lot. Because... It's listing points and points and points of how we are supposed to cooperate in love and encouragement and in relationships with Christ. And the biggest thing in this to me 
is how in humility count others as more significant than yourself. Straight back to what we talked about last episode. Goes directly back to the scripture we read then of Matthew 5, verse 14 through 16, about how we are called to be a light of the world. We are called, just like when we talked about Paladin, how we're putting our, at my camp, we're putting things, we're putting others, we're putting ourselves below other people in order to be the way we're supposed to be. We're called to be a light. We're called to help others. We're called to be humble and receive humility in our actions. And this also goes straight into audience and approval, which will be a topic in a future episode, which I'm going to go into just quickly and briefly in which how with our identity in Christ, we don't need to care about what others in the world think. And I know this is hard for people. It's hard for me. We don't have to care about people's approval on how we perform in a sporting event. We don't have to care about how they think about, oh, well, you failed that test. You're dumb. We can't be friends. Oh, you do this. We can't be friends. Oh, wait. He goes out and parties every weekend. Oh, wait. He's that Christian kid who won't do anything. There's all these stereotypes, all these basic views. People are going to put it on our lives and try to judge us, try to shame us, try to make us look separate because as humans we want to find our people we want to find who we're comfortable with but a part of that is degrading others which is a sin and we are sinful people sin happens but that is when we repent that is when we get stronger in our faith we go to god and this is how fellowship helps because this goes straight into point five fellowship involves each other's encouragement and constant focus on christ to keep him centered in our hearts and minds once again Backed up by scripture, Hebrews 10, verse 24 through 27. And let us consider how to stir up one another and to, lo- to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. For if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there is no longer remains a sacri- there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins but a fearful expectation of judgment and right there it shows biblical backing of what i just said and i wasn't even looking here it's a point i've grown up hearing through my church my youth group my community because it goes back to another point i've said in the past about how There's the really terrible stereotypical point some people say literally and others say as a joke where if God died for our sins, I'm not going to let him die for nothing. And then they proceed to sin and do what they want. We are sinful people. Sin will happen. But in this verse, it's talking about sinning deliberately. As humans, we have sinful nature. We have sinful tendencies. Sin will slip out unknowingly at times, and we won't realize it till after. Right here in Hebrews, it's calling us as Christians to not deliberately choose to sin. In situations where we see we have the choice to sin or to be humbled and be truthful, we need to take humility, just like what we just talked about in Philippians, because humility is a vital aspect of Christianity in order to make sure that we are being willing to put ourselves lowers to help be a light of the world to spread God's glory. 
The final point that I'm going to leave y'all with isn't really a point. It's more of a question. And this question is, why is fellowship important? And that might be something that y'all are thinking. And fellowship is important because we need each other for three subpoints. We need each other to daily walk along one another to preserve in faith. Because the walk of Christianity is a lot easier when you have people there to support you through the walk and help guide you along the ways. goes back to the three-point plan of how in faith, it's really good to have someone your age, older than you, and younger than you. That way you have a mentor, someone to walk alongside and grow in your faith together, and then that person you're helping grow through their faith. Because fellowship is a vital aspect in the growth of our faith. Which, in the second point, we need each other to represent the love of Christ as a body of believers, which is another point that I've grown up with in the church. It's another Presbyterian ideology I've grown up with. because And there's, once again, scripture to back this up. And once again, we're in Hebrews. Hebrews 3, verse 12 through 14. Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end. Which, once again, biblical evidence backing points of how we are called in faith and in fellowship. Finally, Fellowship is important because we need each other to share our lives, challenge one another, and bear one another's burdens. Once again, another point I talked about last episode, so I'm not going to go too much into it, but I'm still going to leave a little bit. When you're going through struggles, when you're going through emotional lows, when you're going through emotional highs, it feels great to have those people there to support you. And when we can be there for others to help each other, whether you've been in a relationship or you're married, you're dating, you're single, a majority of you have probably had that per- a person in your life in one way or another, whether family, a significant other, a friend, where they've been there through hard times. They've been there to support you when needed. And have you noticed how much more fulfilling you feel when you have that support? And it's the exact same biblically as it is not biblically about how these relationships are going to be what helps us through Christ. And this goes straight back to what I started off with faith and with fellowship about how we don't need to change ourselves to find our people through faith in God they will appear. And these Christ-centered relationships are ultimately going to be one of the best ways we can get along as Christians because The church is a gathering and community of believers. It's not a building. It's not a place. It is not a set specific area. A church can be anywhere in the world where you go and you're with a group of people together trying to grow your faith in your relationship with Christ. This wasn't as deep as the last one. I know it was a lot shorter. And it may not have the much specifics as you want. But how we live in an age where we want answers. We can't get all the answers. The Bible provides as much as we need. 
So for those of you that want to know more about faith and fellowship, go to the Bible. Go to the Bible, find someone that you can go to and trust, who you know is strong in their faith, whether it be a youth pastor, a parent, a family friend, a family member, an uncle, an aunt, a cousin, a classmate. But what I highly advise, this is what at least helped me through my own situations, is Hebrews and 1 Corinthians. They are my two and Second Corinthians. They are my three favorite books in the Bible. And it is because they provide us biblical examples of how we are called to live as Christians. And throughout the rest of this podcast, you will see when I'm talking, I'm going to be using a lot of Hebrews, a lot of First Corinthians, a lot of Second Corinthians, and you'll see a little bit of other from the gospel and Mark, the book of Mark, the book of Luke, and the book of John. You'll see a little bit of Philippians. These are just great books that provide you biblical examples from the New Testament of how we are called to live as Christians. So to end things off, there's a great prayer I found, which we can use in our everyday life in boosting fellowship. I pray that as we seek to grow in fellowship with one another, that God would bless those relationships as we step out in faith to be vulnerable with one another. And as we seek to serve the good of others more than ourselves, may we be a people who are so filled with the love of Christ that we would pour it out to the body of Christ and exemplifying the mercy of God to a hurting world around us. Which, as you can see, biblical things are intertwined. The Bible, the gospel, faith, fellowship, all of it is intertwined. Because in that prayer, right there, great biblical examples of how we are called to live as Christians. And it connects straight back about how we have the hurting world around us just like how we talked about last time, how with our hearts disconnected from Christ, we're crushed by the weight of sin. Then we talked about how as a people who are so filled with the love of Christ that we can pour it out, being a light to the world, making sure we put our light on a hill instead of acting like it's a lamp put under a basket, being able to share that glory with others and grow as Christians. At the very beginning, growing in fellowship with one another and blessing relationships. That is probably my favorite part of that prayer. Because as we can grow in our faith and in our fellowship with others, our life becomes a lot more fulfilling. It becomes a lot more enjoyable. And it allows us to live a life stress-free and humbly, not caring what others view about us or how they're going to treat us. Instead, we're putting our identity in Christ and allowing these relationships that we find in our faith to help provide us structure and support through our everyday lives. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope you got stuff out of it. And my one request and prayer is that together we can grow in faith and we find ways to fulfill ourselves with gospel information with biblical information with god's word in more than one way we can't just be using a podcast we can't just be using one sermon at church every week we can't just show up to youth group we can't just show up to young life we can't have a once a week conversation with a believer together as a whole we need to find our people and strive to be in the word and with christ as much as we possibly can. Make those sacrifices, set aside the time, find ways to get to Christ.
Thank you guys so much for listening. Next episode, just like this one, out Monday.